Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Justin Grasso. And I'm Kevin McCormick. And this is a podcast dedicated to covering the Philadelphia 76ers on the Believe Podcast Network. Kev, tomorrow is a big night for the NBA. I can't really say for the Sixers because, one, they don't have that many draft picks. They only have one in the first round, one in the second round. Two, Daryl Morey is the president. So who knows if the Sixers even end up picking tomorrow. Um, obviously, he talked about it briefly Last month, he said that trading up's an option, trading back's an option, trading out's an option. Obviously, based on his history, he's probably going to trade out of the first round, try to get some type of veteran to help the team that he believes is ready to win a championship now. Um, I just want to say sorry to you early because you rolled out (laughs) all those draft profiles just to hear that the Sixers are likely to trade this pick. Yeah, it's it's definitely not going to be great. The the part of me that wrote all those draft pro- profiles, watching that Woj tweet come up that pick twenty eight is getting traded away, and it's actually kind of funny that Daryl Morey has this reputation of never really drafting in the first round because if you look at last year, he pretty much hit a home run with almost every pick. So it's it's kind of funny now that the tide has turned to pretty much everyone fully accepting that the Sixers likely might not make a draft selection at all tomorrow night, let alone it be 28 or 50. Yeah, I always think about that too, because it's like you got Tyrese Maxey, which no one thought he was going to drop. So that was a shock. Uh, Isaiah Joe, I think the entire world knew that the Sixers were going to try and come up with him one way or another because – Elton Brand loves uh, offering promises <laughs> and uh, Paul Reed, obviously no one had any expectations for him. He becomes like the man in Philly just cause he's B-ball Paul. And I actually want to go back to that Isaiah Joe thing because it's crazy that tomorrow's the draft and there isn't a single prospect that we heard has a promise from the Sixers. It's almost like they're learning. I, I would assume that maybe Daryl and Elton, we usually see them together. We saw them a lot together at games last year and stuff. So I assume leading up to all this, anytime Elton's like near his phone when they're talking draft, Daryl just kind of smacks it out of his hand and kind of tells him no. So, yeah, it is funny. And we have no situations where the Sixers have to trade up because they completely telegraphed their pick and someone took advantage of it. So it, it's great to see. It's great to see some growth. Yeah, definitely. So you won't keep this brief because we got bigger fish to fry here. And obviously we don't think that there's going to be a pick taken, but say everything falls in line of what you would think happens. And the Sixers do keep that 28th pick. Who do you think gets taken at 28? So obviously all depending on how things fall, I would say the, the picture perfect guy for the Sixers at 28 is Jared Butler out of Baylor three-year guy he he fits the timeline in terms of what your role players look like on the rest of the bench you know Matisse Thibel, Tyrese Maxey, Shake Milton he's right in there with them age-wise his game is polished he can pretty much do it all for you potential as a three-level scorer can put the ball on the floor he can be someone that's on the ball and can actually show a little bit of facilitation or he can actually be a guy that's running around screens and knocking down threes he was shot over 40 percent last season at Baylor so it's very rare that a team picking so late in the first round finds somebody that's kind of a a picture perfect fit but 
if all things were to fall the right way for the Sixers and they, they do decide to keep that pick, I think Jared Butler is plan A and should be at the top of the list, circled, bolded, and underlined. Now, understand when he falls, it's probably because he has a, a bit of a medical red flag, right? Yeah, obviously. But listen, I mean, he, he was cleared to play, and obviously he's that could be an issue down the line. But between the fit and I think you, you trust the NBA panel to play board, I feel like if something was still that serious that he wouldn't have been able to, to enter his name. So obviously everything's going to have the red flags. I think part of why he'll drop as well is because he's a bit of an older prospect, but we've seen in the past that doesn't really face the Sixers. So although that definitely is something to keep in mind, I still think play-wise he is that the ideal fit. Yeah, we, we talk about growth and learning, and and you you want to hope that one of the things is you, you kind of stay away from players who have – uh, a medical red flag because this is Philadelphia after all. But then again, it, it, it's like, it's almost like tradition. Like you kind of mm-hmm. want, you want it, you want to see something, you know, happen. That's, that's tradition. But I think, I don't think this guy is going to be there. I think he'll probably get selected early, but I like Trey Murphy for the Sixers. Um, you know, he kind of, he brings that kind of stretch four that you need. He's, you know, a decent shooter, uh he had what two years at rice i think it was two years at rice yeah, and, and then, then last year was at uh virginia shot 43 percent. so that's the one that's interesting. obviously he needs work on defense probably needs to put on some pounds too but i don't i don't think he'll he'll fall to 28 anyway so if that's my ideal guy i'm i'm trading out you know either way one name that was interesting that i've been kind of doing some some mock roundups just kind of looking getting like an idea of what a lot of uh uh key publications are saying and one that I've been seeing frequently is Josh Primo. Yeah, he's another one. He's definitely interesting. He can he could shoot off the catch. Uh shot 38% last year. A freshman guy, so he'll be a little younger, could be more of a prospect, maybe somebody we see in Delaware a lot can operate well in the pick and roll. The potential is there as a shot creator. I think that I'd put a couple more guards ahead of him, depending on, on how mocks are looking around, but he is someone that I did write about and I, I did enjoy it and I wouldn't necessarily hate the pick if it was there and how things went above it. Yeah. And he's someone that um, the Sixers met with at the combine too. I don't know about further down the line. I didn't hear anything about him coming in for a workout, but yeah, that's been an interesting one because before it seemed like he was kind of before the combine was kind of like borderline second round pick after the combine. He's like in the early 20s. So now I've been seeing him drop down to, to 28 frequently with the Sixers. So that'd be an interesting one. But who knows if they even make that pick? <laughs> we all know. We all know what we're here for. We're here to talk trades uh you know there's been a lot obviously last time we were on here we talked a lot about Damian Lillard that kind of cleared up a little bit because he's in the Olympics he's focused on Team USA so there's really nothing to talk about that's new on that front other than he might request a trade and probably will but we'll get there when it happens Kyle Lowry's been a name that's been talked about a lot obviously we know because we talked a lot about him heading into the trade deadline and there's talks again about potential signing trades. Um, he doesn't need to do a signing trade. He could just sign with another team. In that case, I don't think he'd be coming to Philly. But there's been five teams, Pelicans, Knicks, Lakers, 
Heat and the Sixers. Now, the last three I just mentioned aren't surprising because, like I said, all three of those teams were in the Lowry sweepstakes all the way until the end. So what do you think? Do you think it's realistic the Sixers land Kyle Lowry? Yes and no. I feel like it's a shorter race than might be letting on through reports and stuff. Like, no discredit to New Orleans and New York. They're going to be the teams that they'll be able to stay in the mix because I think they'll be able to offer a little more money due to, to having more cap space. We know the Knicks are going to have room. The Pelicans just cleared up a little bit of room with the trade they made a couple of days ago. But I really don't see Lowry going there. He's going to be 36 years old. He wants to compete. He's not going to go somewhere that is, is going to give him the chance. And although I think playing alongside a guy like Zion might be enticing, I think a guy like Lowry understands player timelines being in and around the league so long. So I really feel like it's going to come down to the Sixers and Lakers. How it all plays out, I don't really know. Seeing that he wants 25 to $30 million a year, as much as I think Lowry could be an upgrade and, and be a nice addition and compliment to this team, I feel like that is way too steep of a price point for a small guard in his almost late 30s. What's wrong with Miami? I don't see them being contenders. Not to the degree of the Sixers or the Lakers, if he were to go there. Mickey Mouse bubble frauds? Uh, listen, <laughs> they're putting a lot of faith in a guy in Tyler Hero who I forget who it was on Twitter. I wish I could. I wish I remembered it, but they referred to him as MGK with a jump shot. So that is how I for will forever <laughs> refer to Tyler Hero going forward. Oh, man. That's I've never heard of that. Like, I Dude, wish you I wish you had that yeah. tweet, because if you find it, you got to send it to me. I, I didn't even see that. But um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for the Sixers, that that's a long shot. I think it's just it's just easy to say, yeah, th- he'll go back to <laughs> Philly where he's from and and play for this contending team. Can we talk about how lame of an angle that is too? That Kyle Lowry wants to come home. Listen, he's been a free agent multiple times. I feel like if he really wanted to be here at this point, he'd be here. I feel like the whole returning home thing isn't as big of a card as people make it out to be. Yeah, I don't get it either because it's like. It's not like Kyle Lowry is going to go live in his old house. Yeah, what's he going to do? Move back <laughs> like, into his childhood if, if, bedroom? If we're, like... being, if we're being honest, Kyle Lowry is probably going to end up living in New Jersey if he comes yeah. to place for the Sixers. So I don't get that either. I mean, maybe the, the thing is, even with the fans, like it's not even like a fans cheer him on. It's not like fans, Philly fans hated Kyle Lowry up until yeah. the, the idea that they were could get him. Like, <laughs> I, w- I remember walking by last year when things were still normal um, and the Sixers beat the, the Raptors and I was walking by the visitors tunnel. And when Lowry was walking in, fans were like heckling him and he's arguing with them back. Like the one fan he's like telling him, meet him outside and stuff. Like, <laughs> You think Kyle Lowry wants to come to this? Like, yeah. <laughs> come on. It's, it's not this storybook thing that everybody thinks like, he gets trolled by Philly fans. There's no like Philadelphia love for Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I, I've I've never understood that angle. Granted, it's something to talk about when discussing it, but I really don't see it playing as big a factor as some make it out to be. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely would be cool. Like, all right, Philly guy, Villanova comes yeah. back. But like I said, it's not like right. There's there's no standing ovation for Kyle Lowry every time. Like, 
I think uh, listen, you know if he came here, he would get one. I mean, Paul oh, Reed yeah, for Paul sure. Reed gets standing ovations. Of, yeah, yeah he would. Already... It would it would switch up really quick, but I'm just saying exactly. it, everyone and acts it... like he's like Archie Diacno because like people will like cheer yeah. on Archie Diacno and he comes to Philly. It's not that. For what it's worth, though, Kyle Lowry is one of those guys that just because of the way he plays and how much of a pest he is, like you hate playing against him. But when he's on your team, he's one of like the biggest guys you root for just because of how hard he plays and, and the drawing charges and the stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. But again, it all comes down to how much this guy wants, what his age is. So, I mean, Sixers just, I don't know, yeah. they can't afford that. I think it was Derek Bodner laid it out and was just like, this is extremely difficult to imagine. Like even sign and trade or just signing him straight up free agency is like really not, it's, it's tough. There's a lot of stuff you have to move around to make that happen. Yeah, especially if he demands that $30 million threshold. We're talking about Ben Simmons being traded for Kyle Lowry in a sign and trade. And I feel like when you're moving on from Ben Simmons, bringing in a 36 year old point guard who is, you know, going to be North of $30 million for the short term. Isn't necessarily the best scenario of, of moving on from that Simmons situation. So I agree it, as great as it might seem, it doesn't really feel like it's, there's much reality to it at this point. Yeah. I think there's more of a reality with the Washington wizards who have Bradley Beal, who, I mean, there's been, been some smoke coming out of DC, obviously, Bradley Beal has probably been rumored as a trade candidate for the last couple off seasons. Now I'd say, um, obviously it's never happened. We talked about it, you know, before this, there's no formal trade requests that he made. Uh, the GM Tommy Shepard said, I think it was like two hours ago. He said, you know, there's no, there's no trade talks right now going on behind the scenes. Um, then I mentioned to you while he says that a lot and it, can come off as believable john wall was untouchable last year and obviously he ended up in houston so anything is possible if ben simmons is on the table there's been some reported interest that washington might have in ben simmons we we could see a trade between the sixers and the wizards a big one and listen the the gm can say all he wants at the end of the day everybody knows stars run the nba these days if bradley beal says he wants out of washington He's going to get out of Washington. And I think the Sixers would become the instant front runner in my eyes if that situation was to go down. The The last episode we did, or it might have been two episodes ago, we were discussing teams linked to Ben Simmons. And you brought up a good point of uh, Indiana having interest in him in the sense of he's locked up for four years and you know maybe the team just wants a star to headline and, and put on the front of posters and sell jerseys and stuff like that. So I feel like in Washington's sense, they also are not necessarily a hotbed for free agents. So if you're moving on from one cornerstone and you can acquire another guy who's locked up for four years, no opt-outs, no team options, no player options, you just have him for four years to be your next you know, guy that appears in the All-Star game every year and is racking up triple doubles and can maybe give you that you know mediocre playoff contention that you still might be eyeing to fill seats and sell jerseys. It feels like that could be the kind of you know even partnership of a Beal Simmons swap. It's so funny hearing you say to, to continue to sell jerseys and seats. Listen, and all that. at the end of the day, it's, it's a business taken over by the Sixers fans in the first round of the playoffs. Listen, at uh, at the end of the day, it's a business. You have to look at it from from the business aspect as well. Yeah, for sure, and I agree with that. Um, 
So one of the things that I think you pointed it out on Twitter, a lot of people did that it was rumored Bradley Beal really wanted Sam Cassell as the head coach. And obviously he didn't get his wishes. I mean, it wasn't even close. Sam Cassell somehow was not a finalist for that job. Obviously Sam Cassell's in Philly. So I don't think it's necessarily the, I want to play with Sam Cassell so bad. I'll go play where he's, you know, a mm-hmm. second assistant, but yeah. it it's more telling that, you know, it's kind of like the Dame Lillard situation. I wanted this guy. You gave me this guy yeah. and you give me a head coach that this is going to be his rookie season as a head coach. So it's one of those things where that could definitely make Bradley Beal say like, listen, that, you know, it's time for me to, to move on and try and go somewhere where I can compete for a title now. So obviously Sixers have interest. Like you say, Ben Simmons could maybe sell jerseys and, (laughs) and, and put people in the seats, but moving on to the Simmons saga. Now, there's been a lot of talk about the Sixers price and what they want. Now, but right before we jumped on here, got a little bit, of, I wouldn't call it a Woj bomb or like a Woj warning. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say the exact, exact tweet here. Sixers continue to canvas the league for Ben Simmons trades armed with a steep asking price. Simmons at his agent clutch CEO, Rich Paul are in step with a move elsewhere. Draft night is always an ideal vehicle is always an ideal vehicle for a deal, but talks could continue into the summer. Obviously, I don't think a deal gets done within the next 48 hours. I think we're we're going into at least August here. Free agency would be more realistic. Um, what do you make of the asking prices that you've seen around right now? So I feel like it's not completely out of the realm of what, you know, should be asked. Yes, Ben Simmons' stock took a massive hit in the postseason. Everyone watched the playoffs. Everyone has seen the clips. I assume every NBA GM has seen the the play of Ben Simmons passing up that wide open dunk in Game Seven at least five times. But at the end of the day, still a very good player, and like I just said, locked up under contract for four years. He's 25 years old, has an incredible resume, multi-time All Star. He'll be in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation for at least the next five years. He's one of the league's top facilitators, even more so at the forward position, depending on how you were to use him moving forward. All-NBA guy, Rookie of the Year, All-Star, like you name it. So I feel like the Sixers are right in their stance of not just trying to trade him for pennies on the dollar or trying to trade him for the sake of getting a deal done. You have to be patient. And situations like Bradley Beal and Dame Lillard are why you're patient, because if a star like that becomes available and you have someone like Ben Simmons, who, you know, is locked up long term and can still be a good player for your team, that gives you an added edge in these these superstar sweepstakes. Yeah, I definitely laugh at the um, at everyone saying, what is Daryl Morey on when they see how much he wants? Like, listen. The or the teams, takes that Ben Simmons contract was untradeable after game seven, that those takes yeah, were like, tough. just who, who in their right mind thinks that Ben Simmons is Russell Westbrook has been traded twice on his monster contract. I never want to hear a player's contracts on tradable ever again. <laughs> never. This is how it works, right? You had, you have about what? It was like five teams a couple of weeks ago. wanted them. Those teams were coming in low. We're talking like Buddy Heald and who was the other one? Marvin Bagley. Exactly. 
they're going to lowball. Now the Sixers, they're going to go high because they're saying, no, this guy is still extremely valuable. They want to meet in the middle. Yep. That's just how it goes. This is how the NBA works. So obviously, yeah, Daryl Morey is going to say, no, I want this. You got to come to me with this because he's he's letting you know, I'm not just trading this guy yeah. to trade him. So of course there's going to be a steep price. Now, like I said, last episode we talked teams like Cleveland and Sacramento who aren't giving up the Aaron Fox. Like those, those teams aren't getting him. Now we're talking. Now we got the Toronto Raptors who again could throw in Kyle Lowry. I don't want to see Siakam. No one talked to me about Siakam. No. <laughs> we saw, but we saw like Fred Van Vliet and, you know, names like that. Wizards, Bradley Beal. Um, and then your favorite, the Miami Heat. Miami Heat had my favorite. <laughs> I'm just like that's sarcasm, by the way, for anyone. <laughs> if you follow, if you follow Kev on Twitter, he's just he made it very clear. Where he's just like this makes no sense yeah. whatsoever. But consider the source. Consider where it came from. Yeah, absolutely. I very very valuable source. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I feel like if someone of that caliber is going to report it, there there is some truth to it, and I feel like it it kind of gets the the wheel spinning on I, I we were even texting about this morning of a potential uh jimmy reunion in philadelphia because we know for sure jimmy is not going to the miami heat front office and saying hey you know what get me ben simmons i miss that guy because that yeah. is simply not it jimmy butler was probably he probably saw those reports and got fired up and we're texting him like i swear to god <laughs> First off, he hasn't seen the report yet because he's been working out working. for yeah, my, yeah, yeah. at least uh, it's, <laughs> four, it's 4 p.m. We're recording right now. So Jimmy's been up since 3 a.m. So this is hour 13 for him in the gym. True, so true. I don't think he's seen it yet unless he took a coffee break. So who knows? But yeah, yeah he face. Yeah. He, he, listen, got to push the brand. But as we know, the Sixers asking price is steep. Miami has two all stars. Bam Adebayo makes no sense in Philly. So it feels like that could gain some traction of a Ben and Jimmy swap. I personally think it would be hilarious because I think it's pretty clear that they weren't the biggest fans of each other. And bringing Jimmy back after all this would be the most sixer thing probably to ever happen in the last five years. Yeah, I (laughs) just thinking about it is so ridiculous. And there's so many things at play, like – uh, we knew uh, Joel Embiid was notably upset when JJ and Jimmy were gone, two players that he coexisted very well with, considered friends both on and off the court. And as we know, Joel Embiid is uh, Supermax eligible this offseason. So maybe you bring in Jimmy Butler. I think he still fits from a play standpoint. You need that perimeter creation. You can do more with him on the ball if you are to trade him for Ben Simmons with Ben being gone. You know, the dynamic with Joel Embiid. Then you have... Uh, a big three of Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, and Tobias Harris is not bad at all, to say the least. All three guys, two-way players, can still give a little bit of everything. So if they're trying to entice Joel Embiid on signing a Supermax extension, bringing Jimmy Butler back is a step to doing that. Yeah, and we all know that Joel Embiid is like Daryl Morey's guy. Like ever, ever since he signed here, it was like everything was Joel. Even, even when Ben's value wasn't this low, he really didn't talk about Ben Simmons that much. He just would say like, yeah, you know, I think they could work out and this blah, blah, blah. No, it was clear that Joel is his guy. If he's asking Joel, hey, what would you like? Obviously, Joel is not going to think of the best possible fit. He's just going to be like, 
let's bring Jimmy Butler back. Cause yeah. that's my guy. So maybe they're just inquiring. I don't, I don't really see Miami trading Jimmy Butler. Um, I don't know who knows. Maybe the Sixers are trading for um, MGK with a jump shot because <laughs> apparently he's just like the goat in the league. <laughs> he's the, he's the next Evan Booker. You didn't hear. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I don't know. I think, I think Miami's definitely a puzzling one for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, I think it's just Miami doing their due diligence really. Cause at this point they made it clear if there's a superstar available, we're going to reach out and, you know, just see what it is. Chances of Ben Simmons going to Miami with Jimmy Butler there are zero, like yeah. absolutely zero. Uh, chances of them trading Jimmy Butler for Ben Simmons, I think is, is pretty low too. So I don't, you know, I just kind of see Miami as they're a team that reached out. Um, Toronto Raptors is, has really been an interesting one because there's been several reports that say they've actually had the most traction with the Sixers in a potential Ben Simmons trade. And again, I think back to what we talked about on the last episode, it's either the Sixers, like, do they really not fear Ben Simmons, like in the slightest playing him? <laughs> like, are they really going to trade him to a team that they're going to see several times a season and potentially in the playoffs? That's my whole thing. I, I really, I don't see Daryl Morey trading Ben Simmons to the Raptors. And I'm also terrified at the idea of Ben Simmons anchoring a defense, you know, headed by Nick nurse. I feel like if you pair Nick nurse and give him a defender like Ben Simmons, that he is going to make sure he wins defensive player of the year, you know, for the foreseeable future. And like you said, this is a team they're going to see in the regular season. It's a team they're going to see in the playoffs, you know, granted they they've seen firsthand how Ben Simmons can be in the postseason, but in a different system under a different coaching staff, I don't, I don't see Daryl, you know, just handing off a player like that to a, a potential rival in the conference. Yeah, that one's that one's shocking to me. That one's just kind of like unless they steeply overpay. Yeah, and the proposed offer that was out there was obviously pretty significant. But and then you got Washington, who kind of falls under that same category. But I don't think are, you. Are you fear, scared of the Wizards? Yeah, that's my point. Is like, yeah, you're gonna see the Wizards, but like, is Ben Simmons really gonna change the Wizards and turn them around and? It, it would definitely be Washington like, all right, let's get this guy who we have for several years and try to rebuild around him as best mm-hmm. as we can. Because it's obviously if you get rid of Beal and then you you're probably going to get rid of Westbrook before, you know, bringing Simmons in the play with him. It signals that, a rebuild. That would certainly be a duo. Ben Simmons and Russell oh Westbrook. My God, imagine that. <laughs> imagine that. Um but yeah, so so back to that. I mean, just really the Wizards is the only realistic one I still see here. And then at the end of the day, when you kind of sift through all these reports, I come back to one more name, Damian Lillard. That's what Listen. it seems like. That's what it seems like. The Sixers are just like, we'll play around until the the uh Blazers get serious, and then we're gonna we're gonna gun for Damian Lillard. That I'm pretty much right there with you in that school of thought of I feel like Daryl is testing the water as he should. But in reality, he's not necessarily sitting on his hands, but he's sitting on his hands. When you are hearing all these reports and rumors that guys of the caliber of Damian Lillard or Brad and Bradley Beal are, you know, on the verge of becoming available, 
you're not going to trade a guy like Ben Simmons until you know for certain what's going on in those situations. Uh, when we first started discussing Ben Simmons in these episodes, you said Damian Lillard or bust. And I feel like that still should be the mindset of if you're not getting a Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal when they're on the verge of becoming available, that you still, you know, there might not be a, a better option out there in terms of perfect counterparts to Joel Embiid for his prime years right now. Yeah, and every single report, like, there's always throwing something like, yeah, Sixers have interest in Bradley Beal. Why shouldn't they? I mean, yeah. if you can't get Damian Lillard, then absolutely try to gun for Bradley Beal. Like, he's definitely your second best option. But at the end of the day, when you see everything else, it's always comes back to, well, Daryl Morey is waiting for that situation to burst in Portland because that's true. That's what it is. I mean, he's – 100% the top tier player that could become available. This is like, this is like Maury last year with James Harden. He just wants that guy. And then obviously if he doesn't get him, then you start kind of look it, it kind of yeah. reminds me of not of the same caliber, but that free agency year when Kawhi was on the market and Kevin, were they on this? It was Kevin Durant. No, that was last year. Kawhi and um, who else was the other big free agent that year? I can't remember. Wait, when he signed his deal with uh, the Clippers, Toronto? Oh, yeah, with the, the Clippers. Clippers. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, no, LeBron had KD? already. LeBron was the year before that. No, it might have been. It might have been Kevin Durant. I think it was Kevin Durant because I'm I'm like forgetting the the year he took off. So are you Kevin thinking Durant... of Dan, Are you thinking of Danny Green? <laughs> this guy's got jokes today <laughs> no so i'm pretty sure it was KD. i'm pretty sure it was Kyrie. i'm pretty sure it was Kawhi. yeah right three free agents you want to look at they didn't consider the sixers so then they went with the next best person who was tobias harris it's kind of like this you want to start from the top can you get damian lillard or not answer is yes or no okay you don't land on then you go to the next bradley beal can you get bradley no okay so you just keep waiting and you wait yeah. wait and wait and you see how these situations play out you don't jump the gun you don't say you know what i don't want to wait till august 20 something to hope that damian lillard says he might want to trade so i'm just gonna go trade for i don't know tyler harrow malcolm brogdon uh <laughs> yeah like exactly so i just hope we yeah. never hit the point where the lakers uh package headlined by kyle kuzma becomes interesting if we ever hit that then just we <laughs> for ben simmons <laughs> yes no that's never gonna happen there's there's actually there's talk of kyle kuzma and um harold for uh buddy healed um I can see it. I also saw the report that uh, the Lakers have offered Kuzma and KCP to just about every team in the league yeah, to gauge their value, it. which I think is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, it, it, listen, there's there, a lot's going to happen. And when it comes to the Sixers, I mean, obviously, they'll more than likely make trades on draft night. It's not going to be anything big. Mm -hmm. um you know maybe a veteran goes i i said before this george hill might go who knows hasn't really been a lot of uh traction there but when it comes to the simmons situation like Woj said could go into the summer it will go in throughout the summer like it's like i said yeah. august I, like Damian really Lewis at the olympics he's up. not worried yeah, about what's exactly. going on in portland right now Bradley Beal's there as well i i really could see the simmons saga pushing up into training camp like i feel like Daryl Morey is going to be big game hunting. He's not going to be, you know, like you said, he's not going to be jumping the gun on anything. He's going to do his due diligence. He's going to look at every possible option. So 
you know, even though we're, you know, it feels like training camp is right around the corner. I don't think the Ben Simmons thing is anywhere near close to ending. Yeah, we'll we'll still be uh, churning out the rumors. Yeah, <laughs> we'll still be talking about Ben Simmons and Damian Lillard five six weeks from now. Uh, for sure. Yeah. So we're we're just we're just scratching the surface here. So while we're here scratching the surface, we got late July gut feeling. Where's Ben Simmons going to play next year? Washington. Washington. Okay. I still have. I still think it's going to be a multi-team trade. So I think Ben Simmons is going to somehow, I don't know why, I think he's going to end up in Minnesota still. I'm still rolling with the Timberwolves. Now that can change. This is obviously still early. They're interesting because they, reading the tea leaves, obviously this is nothing from from what I've heard or mainly based off everything I've reported off of. It really feels, it felt in the early on that Minnesota was the like super hungry team for Ben Simmons. But now looking at it recently, it feels like they've almost – disappeared so i know that reports have emerged that the warriors have kind of stepped back from the ben simmons sweepstakes and i wonder if minnesota has kind of accepted that that they're not going to be able to match the steep price that daryl morey wants so maybe they are also a team that could be pivoting or maybe like you said maybe it's a three-team situation and they'll they'll poke their head in again when the time's right but they're they're a team that were really heavy early on that really feels like they've kind of disappeared as of late yeah the only reason why i think I have a feeling it'll be a three-team trade is just because there really just isn't anything that indicates Portland wants Ben Simmons. So, yeah, like I said, I feel like it's Dame Lillard or Boss. I feel like that's what Daryl Morey wants to use Simmons and whoever else, Matisse Thibel, Tyrese Maxey, all of them. I feel like he's just holding out our, what does Portland want? And then obviously if Portland doesn't want Simmons. You got to try and get a third team in there. So then it, it gets all, gets all interesting there but um you mentioned golden state too i want to i want to talk about that before we get off because i didn't really think too much into that in that report there was something interesting that said something like they're worried about he ben simmons might want the ball in his hands Mm -hmm. and that's a reason do you think that could be kind of a, a reason why other teams aren't really you know trying to get Ben Simmons on their team too? I feel like it could play a part. And just the the fact of he hasn't really wavered from the point guard position. I forget where I saw it, but there was one report I was reading that apparently a lot of the teams that have interest in Ben Simmons, their interest is uh, kind of based around the idea of turning him into a point forward type of guy. So I think when you're looking at Golden State to where they their core is already solidified, they still feel that their their main core that has won them titles can still win them titles. They're looking to bring in pieces to complement them. And I think that if you bring in Ben Simmons to that situation, it more complicates than complements because he is I've said it a million times on here. Yeah. Why why would you bring in another Draymond Green? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he whatever happens to Ben Simmons from here on out, he needs to be turned into a souped up Draymond Green. And I think if you pair him with the guy that is kind of the, the architect of how you want to untap his game, that isn't really necessarily the ideal spot for him. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not on Daryl Morey's payroll, so I'll I'll just uh, come out and say to any team that that decides to trade for Ben Simmons with the idea that they're going to put him at a power forward, good luck. Hey, Brett did it in the bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how'd that that work out for the small sample size? We saw point forward Ben in the bubble who pretty much played the exact same way, but it was termed differently. (laughs) (laughs) 
like oh man there was so much hype and excitement uh around that with you know this this big shift and remember the scrimmage games where he was shooting the corner threes and everyone was finally like oh my god he's done it like brett brown is a genius (laughs) like he did it he finally cracked ben simmons and yeah, Granted, obviously back. it was cut short because he got hurt. So we don't really know how that situation. Fully we know, ends. we know how it was going to turn out. We are. Cause as soon as it's funny, as soon as the scrimmage games went away, he went right back to being the same exact player that he was before that. Uh, it's like, you get it. You get a taste of it for like a couple practice clips and then like a game or two, and then it's done. And that's exactly why I say to whatever team is getting Ben Simmons and saying, hey, we can shift this guy to power forward. We'll get the best out of him. Good luck, because that guy is stubborn. Uh, no, I don't know. Listen, all these teams should be excited. He's 24. He's entering the prime years of his <laughs> He's 25 career. now. 25 Listen, now. In case anyone forgot, Ben Simmons is going to be the next LeBron. So that's what you're trading for. This is why the price is so high, is you're getting the next LeBron James. So, all right. So Kev obviously gets paid by Daryl Morey <laughs> and um, we're going to end with that. <laughs> well, we will, we will revisit after the draft. Like I said, I don't know what, what goes down um, at the draft. Obviously maybe they'll take a, you'll use their second round pick and bring in one player and then maybe they make a trade and then we'll Dude, come they're drafting Luca Garza. Get on, get on board now. That's your guy. Luca Garza at 50 book it. That'd Please. be interesting. That'd be interesting. That would be somebody who absolutely would win over the Philly crowd. Uh, no doubt. I, fans will be throwing roses at him when he makes his debut onto the court. Uh, that's how Luca Garza pick 50. Then they'd have the best Luca in the league. Yeah. <laughs> who needs that guy in Dallas? <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So that's all we got for today. Um, looking forward to talking about whatever goes down at the draft this could be a wild night could be a quiet night who knows kev drop your twitter handle at kevin mcc nba and mine's jay gross at jay grosso underscore and we'll talk to you next week thanks for tuning in to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube